0: The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. I only have a few more solo episodes until that December 15th acceptance day for any of my pre-dental listeners that were applying this cycle and were fortunate to receive pre-December interviews and might be getting nervous about acceptance day, or you still haven't made up your mind of which school you go to if you do get multiple acceptances. So that's a lot of what this week's episode is gonna be about dealing with the nerves, looking back on my acceptance day, advice if you aren't getting the results you hoped of this application cycle so far, and then I also took some advice and questions from you all, the listeners, through Instagram. So let's jump right into it. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm going to break down this acceptance day topic into a few little subsections including responding to the either advice that some of you offered or the questions that some of you had about application cycle struggles. So, first things first, advice for just staying calm. It's really easy to be extremely nervous. When that day is approaching, the few days before and the morning of, a few dental schools will send out acceptances when it turns midnight, so it's basically the night before acceptance day, and some of them will even call people, which is crazy to me, but that was none of the schools that I applied to. Mine all started sending them out during business hours for their time zone on the acceptance day. But I would just say try to stay busy. Try to keep your normal routine that day. Wake up early, but not excessively early. It's pretty unlikely that you're going to be woken up to a 5 a.m. phone call accepting you into dental school. It'll probably be... 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 4 p.m., something like that. So wake up at your normal time, have your normal routine, go to class, go to the gym, study for your finals, whatever it may be. For us, it was a little frustrating because our acceptance day used to be sooner. It was December 1st, so it was right around final season. So I didn't have any classes to go to till one in the late afternoon but i had the whole morning free which was honestly less ideal it kind of would have been better if i was in class because i would have been more preoccupied and distracted and less sitting around being nervous but i would just try to keep yourself busy i went to the gym and got an acceptance call at the gym had to run out and then got another one in the car right after so i was very fortunate and if you want to see any of my own acceptance day i do have a vlog pretty much live reactions to a lot of the calls on my YouTube channel. So you can search that up, just Haley Schultz Dental School Acceptance Day, and that will come up. And I would try to also kind of document your acceptance day because it's really cool that I have those memories to look back on. So take photos, videos as you check everything just so you can document if you do get good news because it'll be cute to look back on as you go through your journey of being one step closer to becoming a dentist. And so, with all that said about my thankfully positive experience with Acceptance Day and how to handle if you're waiting for calls, I would say don't worry if you don't hear. I had a few people that got waitlist notifications on that Acceptance Day and they were very, very disappointed. Or soon after Acceptance Day, people were hoping they would start to get more interview opportunities because. Students had already heard that they're accepted, so maybe schools are more aware of how many new spots they have and things like that, but again, they were disappointed because they weren't hearing as soon as they wanted to. So just take heart that it's going to be okay and trust the process as hard as that is to do, that it is going to work out. There's so many of my classmates that now we've made it through almost all four years of dental school that were accepted that did January, February interviews and joined my class and have been in the class and been successful. So if you didn't get pre-December interviews, it is totally normal. It's totally okay. Every school has their reasoning for the way they go about doing things and don't even bother driving yourself crazy trying to understand the thought process of their admissions department because it's never going to make sense to us. All you can do is stay busy, stay focused, try to keep gratitude in mind and really just trust the process. So next I wanna read and respond to the different Instagram messages that I got about this topic. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So these are in no particular order. Unfortunately, I couldn't just filter through and categorize them. But the first piece of advice that someone gave if you're struggling with your application cycle is if you're on the wait list, do not give up. Show the school how their mission aligns with your skills or values. I really like this one, and I was going to talk about it later in the episode, but I'll just talk about it now. I have heard of people getting acceptances after following up with schools when they're on the wait list. So that can look like giving the admissions office a call and letting them know that you're going to send in an update letter to their email about how you've been furthering your application since you submitted it. So that can be that you're doing new volunteering, new research project, maybe you retook your DAT, things like that. And all of that can be sent to the school through the formal ways with the ADSAS application updates. But it's also nice to write an update email to them as well. And if I didn't have to do this, but if I was going to, I would probably format it as a Word document, export it as a PDF, and then attach it to an email because I just think that looks a little bit more professional than typing it all in the email itself. And I would also recommend, like this person said, really being specific school to school that you're reaching out to, like exactly why you want to go to that school, how their mission aligns with what you would provide by going there and kind of what student you're going to be in their program what are their specific activities that they have at their school that you really want to get involved in or what is unique about their clinical experience that really draws you to the program and just showing that you're that interested and that could be called a letter of intent if you take it in that direction beyond just an update letter and you're saying that you are going to go there 100% if they accept you. That's a letter of intent. But if you're just expressing your continued interest in them, that would be more a letter of interest. So you want to make sure you don't miss up, me- <laughs> mix up the terminology there. Interest versus intent are very different. So, you don't want to accidentally give multiple schools your intent because that could come back to bite you, and you just don't want any school to end up with a poor opinion of you ideally before you've even started your dental career. So, another person asked, Are interviews after acceptance day common? I would say definitely. I talked about that earlier in this episode. A good amount of my classmates that come from Michigan that are in-state, I feel like had post-December interviews and then were accepted. I don't know exactly the thought process behind that with admission, so I don't want to speculate anything, but that is something I noticed. And basically, these schools are going to offer the candidates that they felt were most desirable for XYZ, whatever reason for their program. And then they have a certain amount of time to respond, whether it's two weeks, three weeks, one week, whatever deadline they give. And they also have to pay a deposit. So most people are not going to pay thousands of dollars deposits at multiple programs. That's a little crazy unless they really can't make up their mind. So most people are going to decide within, let's say, one month after acceptance day. And at that point, all the schools are going to know, okay, we offered 150 spots. And we have 150 spots to fill and only 80 people accepted. So now we have to send out more interview invites as well as start offering spots one by one to people on our waitlist. And as they filter through the waitlist and the waitlist gets smaller, they're going to interview new candidates and give you either an acceptance or a waitlist spot from that. So it's definitely common. I, As far as I know, the latest that interviews go is March and To me, that seems fairly late considering my dental school starts in June, but most start in August, so I'm sure there's other schools out there that I just didn't familiarize myself with and didn't apply to that interview even later, but I believe our last interview for University of Michigan, there's just a January and February one. I don't think that there's any later in the year. And then dentist advice was given, which is always nice, someone that's even past the dental school stage for making your decision of where to go once you're accepted this dentist said be sure to consider the cost but also consider whether it's a place you want to live for four years i really like that advice and i'm actually going to be finishing off the episode after this with ways to decide between programs if you're fortunate enough to get multiple acceptances i had two more kind of questions from you all First being, why did I choose Michigan versus other schools? I think I've talked about this a lot on either YouTube or the podcast or both combined, so I don't want to bore any of you that have heard my spiel before. I have a whole YouTube video about why I chose U of M for dental school, so that's probably the most all-encompassing resource if you want to check that out and while I'm mentioning videos I can link below I also have videos about choosing schools which one to go to um, where to apply how you make that list so if any of that is relevant to the stage that you're at as well as interview tips uh, application tips personal statement tips all of those things I can link in a playlist in the description of this episode so be sure to watch those as they are relevant to you but long story short, kind of leaving out some of the fun details, but I picked U of M because I'm from Michigan. So it was in-state tuition, which is amazing. And it's a great program. It has a very strong reputation. And I liked that they had training in digital dentistry and that I wouldn't be too far from home. Ann Arbor is a great city, And I liked getting to kind of customize the curriculum a little bit with the pathways and selectives program. I felt really comfortable here because I had done some events as an undergrad pre-dental student, like open houses and ASDA pre-dental days. I knew a few students from my undergrad, Michigan State, that would be classes ahead of me. So at least it wouldn't be totally brand new and no one that I was familiar with or friends with. So overall, I just knew I'd be really comfortable and happy here from those pre-dental experiences, and it was just a great school. So for me, it was kind of a no-brainer. I think that there are different options out there that are also great programs. You just have to figure out what's the best fit for you, and I really emphasize what this one dentist suggested is definitely put cost very high in how you're comparing programs. And the last thing, someone asked for advice for their specific situation, which honestly I'm sure applies to some of you as well. She said it might be super niche, but I honestly don't think it is. I'm sure some of you listening can relate to this situation. So, this listener was going to apply this cycle, but they decided to take a gap year. So, they had a lot happen and they're trying to improve their DAT. But now that they're a senior, they have friends that are applying and going to get accepted and they feel like they're going to be kind of discouraged and down on themselves because they're not in this application cycle and they don't get the chance to go to the dental school with all the people that they kind of thought they'd start their class with. Hopefully that makes sense. So just advice for dealing with those kind of FOMO feelings of All these people that I started undergrad with and went to through pre-dental with are having application cycles and I'm not involved on top of probably the stress of trying to retake the DAT and not knowing how you're going to do on your retake. First advice would be really, really focus on yourself throughout the application cycle in general. It's so easy to fall into really, really tough comparison, I would say, and it's One of those things that you just have to slowly work through as you continue to mature because it's never going to go away. There's always going to be people to compare yourself to when you're in the field of dentistry, whether it's right now as a pre-dental or once you're in dental school or once you're a dentist. So it's really a skill you have to work on and learn to focus on yourself and that the only person you're competing with or trying to beat is yourself and your personal best and trying to be the best version of yourself every single day and every single year, trying to make yourself proud, make your loved ones proud, and ultimately you're the only one that knows what you're going through and what's best for you, so you just really need to be proud of that and focus on that and understand that You're the only one that truly knows yourself and knows yourself best, so you know the best decisions, and taking this gap year was what was best for you, and in the end, you're going to be really happy that you did it, and you're going to make new friends and be on a new pathway, and you're going to have these people that you met in undergrad a year ahead of you, and that's totally fine, and they're going to stay friends, and you can look up to them, and you can get resources from them, and it's all going to work out, basically is what i want to tell anyone going through that situation many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. All right, let's finish off the episode with our final segment, which, again, might feel a little repetitive if you've been listening to me for four years, so I apologize, but I want to talk about some things you can just use to help decide between dental schools. So first, if your school didn't do in-person interviews, which I don't know if that's super common now or not because I know Michigan is still doing fully virtual despite COVID not being an issue anymore and then they're offering a visit today once you're accepted so that is a little bit different or maybe it's once you've interviewed you can visit something of the sort but it's a separate time than your actual interview and if you haven't visited a school I would recommend visiting before you decide that you're going to go there Or if that's not financially feasible or you don't have the time, at a bare minimum, find a dental student there to give you like a FaceTime tour of at least the building and talk to you about campus life, talk to you about where students live, things like that. So you can kind of feel like you visited at least. And that would lead nicely into my second thing is make sure you talk to students and talk to students that are in the pre-clinic still as well as other students that are in the clinic because they're going to have different information on what the program is like and what courses are currently being taught and how much clinical experience you get. So, for example, D1 year, I had a lot of you all reach out to me About the program at U of M and I gave you my whole spiel about first year classes and sim lab and how we're assisting and this and that, but I didn't really understand fully the clinical requirements and how prepared you are for boards, all of those things that will be important as you go through your dental school journey. So what I did is then I gave those students contacts to an upperclassmen, so like a third or fourth year student I was friends with, and they were able to get the full picture of our program by combining their talk with me and their talk with the older student. So if you're going to reach out to someone, try to get both perspectives because that's going to kind of all together really give you an idea of what your experience would be like. I also have a video of people that were willing to be mentors at a ton of different schools across the country. So I can link those two videos below as well. So you can reach out to them on Instagram and that could be a little starting point for how to find students at different dental schools. In addition to talking to maybe a first year and third year, or first year, fourth year, whatever you're gonna choose, I would say don't take one student's opinion as an end all be all. Even for me, like I have positive things to say about my program and I have things that maybe other programs do a little bit better and I would be honest about that. But there might be a student at a school that just hates it and maybe they have justified reasons for that or maybe they're just a negative person and they would kind of hate any dental school because dental school is hard and that's just their personality that they're going to be negative about it no matter what. So I would say... If you're really between programs and you can't decide and you feel like you're hearing kind of the same thing from both programs, try to find a few more students. I know it's kind of challenging, but try to find a few more students to talk to because what one person says isn't definitely going to be your experience. And it's probably more helpful if you find someone to talk to that's similar to the pathway you want to go. Like if you know you want to be a pediatric dentist, you should probably talk to a dental student at that program that's also going into pediatrics because that'll be more likely your track in the dental school and what your experiences are going to include versus if you're talking to me, I'm going to be a general dentist. So I don't know a lot about our oral surgery selective pathway and what that looks like and how the OS students get hospital privileges to go do more surgeries. See, I do know some things about it as I'm sharing those little tidbits, but I don't have the ins and outs of how that works, how often you can go, how soon you can get involved. So that's why you would want to talk to a student here that actually is pursuing oral surgery, for example. So you kind of just have to get plugged in with one person and then start bugging them to talk to their different friends that are most relevant to the journey that you want to take and then see if you think that lines up to pushing you towards your goals that you want after dental school. So some things you can ask about would be the didactic experience, what are the classes like, how many classes are you taking at once, how often are there exams, or all the exams together, or do they have one or two per week every week, do they have a lot of quizzes, a lot of homework, is it group work, is it individual work, are the classes graded or pass-fail. Um, how long are they in classes versus when do they get clinical exposure? When do their pre-clinic activities start? How do they structure preclinic and sim lab? And then when are they getting into the real patient clinic and working on patients themselves? When are they assisting? How often do they have to do that? Are they able to do it beyond what's assigned to them and get extra exposure? Basically, how does all of that work? And then aside from school itself, it's really good to... Ask about living in that place if people like it. Again, if you're coming from out of state, it would probably be nice to talk to someone that's an out of state student and how their adjustment was rather than talking to me because I've lived in Michigan my whole life. I'm used to the winters. I'm used to the area. I'm used to the people that are from here. So for me, there was no adjustment in that regard. But if you're coming from a warmer state to a colder state or vice versa or across the country where just lifestyles are a little different, It would be nice to talk to someone that has a similar background as you. Beyond that, it's good to talk about what is the student involved in, different clubs, off-campus activities, how do they make friends, are they only friends with dental students or were they able to get plugged in with other people in the community? What's their social life like? where do students usually live? How is the cost of living? How does transportation work? And how is their work-life balance, overall happiness? Do they get to go visit their friends and family out of state? And how long are their breaks? All those kinds of things are good to inquire about and just take in as you're making your decision. And remembering that every school has pros and cons. So no program's gonna be perfect, unfortunately, but it could be like the right fit for you even though it's not perfect. And I think that you're all going to do very well in your own regard and you're all going to be very successful. I have a lot of faith in you, especially if you've been listening through a lot of your pre-dental journey. I'm sure you're very well equipped for this application cycle and for your futures ahead and I'm very excited. Be sure to send me messages on Instagram when Acceptance Day comes. If you got into a program, just give me updates. I would love to know where you're headed and know a little bit about your background and everything. So with all that said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a guest and then another solo and then a guest and we'll continue our same format into 2024, which is crazy because that would be my fourth year as a podcast and my fourth year of dental school. So it all kind of lines up nicely there. But thank you all so, so much again for listening and I will talk to you next Monday. Thank you.